folks. This is the Wesson Walker Show on a Friday. Keep the text coming on the FanDuel text line, 704-570-9610. Follow us on social media, at Wesson Walker on Twitter or X, whichever you prefer. Did that one first today, at WFNZ on Twitter or Instagram, at HTB underscore Josh, at Walker Mail, and at Wes Bryant underscore 72 to get all of the happenings of the Wesson Walker show behind the scenes. There's no telling what you might see on there, but what you're going to hear right now is time to go into the campus corner. Walker Mail, the Charlotte 49ers will not be denied. They did not let the South Florida loss make them lose more than that particular game. They got the job done Beat UTSA 79 to 70, and the 49ers are rolling. They improved to 16 and 8 overall. They advanced to 11 and 1 at Halton Arena and 10 and 2 in the AAC to remain second in the league. Deshaun Jackson had 19 points. Luke I. Patterson had 17 points. They never trailed against the Road Runners. The lineup of Jackson, folks, Graves, Patterson, and Milicic improved to 10 and 1 as a starting five. The Niners, this year's edition, has become the fastest Charlotte team to reach 10 conference game wins since the 2004-2005 season, despite being out-rebounded and giving up a season-high 18 offensive rebounds. UTSA shot 25% from the field en route to 26 points in the second half. Walker, what were your thoughts on your beloved Niners and the job that they got done last night? That despite they never tra- that despite that they never trailed in this game, still a pretty close one. Four point game with two minutes left to go. And then San Antonio called a timeout. I'm glad that Nick Graves hit that jumper in order to give them a little bit more cushion as it became clutch time for the Charlotte 49ers squad. And they were able to get the job done. And so, yeah, it's not been, I don't know how dominant that they've been in some of these wins, but they still find a way. The South Florida game, the Temple game, they allowed those teams to come back. Here, they never had a big deficit that they got Texas San Antonio to suffer, but they were able to hang on despite it being a four-point game in the last two minutes. And so they still just, no matter what run the Roadrunners might go on, they were able to answer when it got close enough. And that's the sign of a good team. Aaron Fern continues to do a great job. And we're all getting excited now as we approach the conference tournament. We know that that is going to be the only surefire way that you get to the NCAA tournament with an at-large bid being very, very hard to come by. It feels like they can win it, Wes, with the way that they've been performing this entire year. App State outscores Marshall 42-29 to in the second half after having a two-point lead at halftime. They get the job done 73-58. to They shoot 51% from the floor, 42% from three. And they hold Marshall to a measly 33% from the field. So App State continuing to roll as well. Uh, This is a team, like I said, that we all feel confident about going into March. And uh, they just continue to roll. Yes, they do. And you've seen them win in a couple of different ways. It was a double-digit victory against Marshall. How about that Toledo game where everybody was scoring 109 to 104? It did go to overtime. And they scored a lot of points in overtime, 19 in just those five minutes allotted. But also you see them just continuing to take care of business as well. It's, It's the reason that we believe in this App State team. They are very good. 
good at rebounding. We mentioned that yesterday, and they continue to uh, just run through conference play as one of these squads that, I mean, an at-large would be hard for them as well, but being first in Sunbelt and them being the favorite in that conference tournament, if they continue to win, they have five more games left to go before you get to conference tourney play. I mean, Wes, if you end up with a 26-5 and record, let's say you win a few games in conference tournament, but like you get to, what, maybe the semifinals, maybe an at-large bid is at stake for the Mountaineers because they have been so good this entire year. All right, going over to the ACC, starting to preview the weekend games. We're talking about Wake traveling to play number 21, Virginia. Virginia 70-72 and all-time versus Wake Forest, including a 42-22 and mark in Charlottesville. This is a series that dates back to 1910. Virginia's won 11 of the last 13 meetings uh, in this series. Virginia's third in the ACC, while Wake Forest is fourth. This is a big game for both of these teams. Virginia's eight-game win streak and 23-game home win streak ended losing to Pittsburgh this week, so they're going to be an angry bunch. Wake Forest defeated Virginia 66-47 to earlier this season, also adding fuel uh, to the fire. All six of Virginia's losses have been by 11 points or more. Their first nationally in turnovers per game, assist to turnover ratio, you know they're going to take care of the basketball. Their third in scoring defense as well. Wake Forest holds teams to 31% from three uh, in conference play, third best in the league, and less than 73 points per game. Uh, what do we think about this matchup? Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. I love my Deeks, and I'm, I'm confident in this group, but I just think there are a lot of factors stacking up against them. The fact that Virginia's been so hot that their win streak was broken, uh, I don't like that coming in. They're going to be an angry bunch, right. like I said. Also, Wake beat the brakes off of them earlier this year, so uh, I think it spells doom for my Demon Deacons. Color me shocked. If they get the win, I'm not ruling them out. I think they've got a chance, but they really got to go up there and be on one to take it from the Virginia Cavaliers in this one. So we know Virginia is a team, usually offensively, that is so efficient on a possession-by-possession basis. So if Wake Forest defense does not travel, and if their shot isn't falling, that's how Virginia ends up winning and maybe even winning big against Wake Forest. I, I think Virginia wins this game, but I'll always think Wake Forest has a shot because of all the talent that they have on that squad. Massive game for the Demon Deacons here. These chances are running out. They've had a few. They lose that game against Duke. They have another one that they'll be playing. But, Wes, you don't have many opportunities, and so this is a big one if they can get a win on the road. Fiddy, your thoughts on this matchup? Wes, I'd love for your boys to go and do it, man. I'd. I'd probably buy you lunch on Monday if y'all were able to go and beat Virginia. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's true. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think Virginia bounces back. But this is the type of win that if you get, like, if y'all get this game and then you get Duke at home, you would probably feel pretty confident come Selection Sunday barring some some bad loss that you're going to hear your name called. So this is the type of game your boys need if they want to go dancing in March. Well, I like the fact that we all across the board uh, pick Virginia, so that means that Wake true. definitely has a great chance. Now, going right over, Fitty, the reason why you would be excited for us to win is because your Tar Heels are holding on to that lead in the ACC by the slimmest of margins, and Virginia is one of the teams that is creeping up on them. They will take on the Tar Heels. Virginia Tech trails in the all-time series 72-17. to Virginia Tech has won two straight, though, in the series after taking down North Carolina 80-72 to in Blacksburg last season. Their last win in Chapel Hill came on February 13th of 2007. 
Virginia Tech is 5-33 all-time against North Carolina and Chapel Hill. So, Fiddy, you can start the conversation here. What do you think happens in this game this weekend? And if Carolina does not win the ACC, it will be because of what? Because well, if they don't win the ACC, it's because they, they, they lost games on the road they should have won. And then they lost games on the road that they should have lost. I think... Carolina bounces back in a big way tomorrow. I can't be on here preaching, uh, preaching patience and tell you I'm not more than picking to lose a home game to a, a team that's not even close to making the NCAA tournament. I think you get big games from Carolina's big three, RJ, Mondo, and Harrison. I think they blow out Virginia Tech. So maybe that's the fan in me, and maybe I'm seeing this with Carolina blue lenses. But I think Carolina bounces back in a big way. All right, quickly before Walker and I speak on this topic, let's hear from Matt Doherty on his growing concern for the Tar Heels and their defense. So I think what really gets you is the defense. 62.5%, 47% from the three for Syracuse. That's not good enough. That's not acceptable. And so you, 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 you can't give up defense travels. You know, when you play in the Carrier Dome, you're worried about your shooting because it's just a weird place. It's such a big place that the backgrounds are so different than what you used to. It's the defense that you should be able to count on. And they have played really good defense until late. They're getting dribbled, penetrated. And when you go against big guards, they're shooting over our smaller guards like Cadeau and R.J. Davis. So you get into the lane, you can shoot over them. And, and we don't have shot blocking. Baycott is not a great shot blocker. He had one block. We had one block as a team. That's not good enough, you know? And so, again, the margin of error. We look like we could beat anybody when we play Duke at home, but we're two and, two and three in the last five games. Yeah, so uh, I find those comments very interesting, and I know that Carolina is currently number two in field goal percentage defense in all of the ACC, and they've got a team coming in in Virginia Tech that is 11th in scoring offense, so maybe that is a match made in Tar Heel heaven as far as what they need to do this weekend. Uh, I do think that North Carolina will win. I do think this could end up being a little bit closer than people think it will be, but if Carolina does not win the ACC, I think it will be because the duo of R.J. Davis and uh, Armando Baycott just they start to slow down, and we see it with R.J. as far as his field goal percentage. Uh, we know we've talked about teams being physical with him, and that small stature, six feet, 165 pounds is what they list him at. And, man, it's going to be interesting to see if he can hold up and continue to carry that team because we know Cadeau and his shooting still needs a lot of work. But I think if that's the reason they don't get it, it's because their two big dogs aren't dominant enough down the stretch. Uh, but I do think they will have enough to take care of Virginia Tech this weekend. If I were to answer this question... North Carolina will lose the ACC because, or if UNC does not win the ACC, it's because of blank. I think it's because the offense runs out of steam. I disagree with Coach Doherty about what the biggest issue is. I understand the defense hasn't been as good as it was earlier in the season, but also I think there was some three-point luck that they were running into, and you can see the offense... Even if they are one of the best teams scoring, they're 29th in points per game all season long. After Wake Forest, where they had the second half explosion against the Demon Deacons, they've only reached above 80 points one time since then. Georgia Tech, they lose and they score 73. They play well against Duke. 
we always kind of throw those games out because of how special they are just within itself. And then against Clemson, they allow 80, they only score 76. Against Miami, they win, they only score 75. Syracuse, they only score 79. It's not terrible, but also if we have Cadeau, who isn't a great shooter, and you start to worry about him getting exploited, exposed, and then you see R.J. Davis not hitting well inside the three-point arc. His two-point percentage is way down. Like He's not finishing at the rim whatsoever. The three-point shot is as good as it's ever been. But once he gets inside the three-point arc, people have been able to limit him. So Armando has a lot more offensive responsibility to be the presence inside, especially if Harrison Ingram has changed his identity as more of, more of the board master than he is even going on some of these nuclear uh, performances. Like The offense just runs out of steam, in my opinion, with the defense being good solid enough the offense has to be special that's north carolina basketball and it just hasn't been special here the last month or so all right so it's going to be a great game but you do think they take care of business against virginia i do all right well other games of note this weekend uh duke will travel to florida state north carolina state will travel to clemson uh lsu will be at south carolina they're looking to bounce back from that 40 point drubbing uh at auburn and louisiana uh, will be at Appalachian State. And uh, Walker, man, I hate to put you on the spot. Who do the Charlotte 49ers have uh, this weekend? Oh, I need to. Excuse me, my mic was off. I need to go back. I forget who they, they played. They got Wichita you did State coming yes, in, and I had that right in my notes. Uh, they got Wichita State, the <laughs> Shockers. Hopefully they don't shock anybody when they come into town Sunday at 12 o'clock.